You are now listening to Sonder and Salt, the weekly podcast for food lovers. Hi, Malika. Hi, Harley. Hello, everybody listening. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Welcome back. How are you? Fine, thanks. Never been better. Really? I mean, anyways, how are you? (laughs) (laughs) I've also never been better. Mm -hmm. Just amazing. I've got to the point now of um, the weather and stuff where I'm just, I need to get out of here. Of the country oh, yeah. You're going on holiday soon Yeah but TBC like, If you're following Holly on Instagram Then you'll be up to date Yeah you'll know and stuff But like now I need to go now mm-hmm. I need to go now Okay That would also help with few highlights of the week Because it's been a, It's been a, been a, it's a slow week Yeah Don't want to go outside Don't want to do too much So what have you been doing? Um What was my highlight? I, I just The just, masala chai That was it mm. Um In all fairness I've just been working Yeah But as a part of work um, as a content producer mm-hmm. Sometimes I get to work On some food shoots And I get to do Some cool stuff And one of the things That I produced this week Was a masala chai tiramisu Was it nice? It was absolutely Oh we were talking about chai yeah. I was saying I like chai Over matcha Yeah yeah. But I, it was absolutely sensational I am going to make it A masala chai So you're using like The savoury masala spice Or is masala chai A type of tea? Um, honestly That was the name of the recipe But in terms okay. of Chetna, who was a contestant on Great British Bake Off, I think maybe the series that Benjamina was in, maybe series series seven or series mm-hmm. eight, but um, she separately has a recipe for masala chai on her YouTube channel, and it's a recipe that I just tried, and it's amazing. It's really really good. I have a chai latte recipe on my YouTube channel, mm-hmm. and every single day there is a comment from somebody in India saying, it's not authentic. "This is not how you make chai. Yeah, this is too many steps." This is not how you make chai. This is not how you make chai. And I'm like, it clearly says chai latte. Yeah. Like, there's a process in which I make some chai. And then I make yeah. it into like a frothy latte, kind of like what you, what mm-hmm. I think you enjoy. So I found a new recipe, this one by Chetna. And I'm like, I'm going to make this recipe. I'm going to say in it. I hope this is better, guys. Okay. Hope this is better. It's going on YouTube. Um, yeah, I'll make a reel or a short of okay. it or something. But um, yeah, but that's a separate story. But that is, she calls that drink masala chai okay. in terms of chai just means tea so masala is the spices the spice mix mm-hmm. so it's got black tea in it and then it's got cloves cardamom um ginger i think a little bit of sugar and what's missing cinnamon maybe i can't remember now but i think the cinnamon in my original one so i will link that because it's a really good recipe but separate to that why I think masala chai tiramisu is just the name of the flavor of mm-hmm. the chai because it was basically the same process. So we made like um, a really deep, like caramel colored chai. It was just so, so good. Mm-hmm. And then instead of soaking your sponge fingers in coffee, you just soak them in this masala chai. Okay. So there's no coffee in this tiramisu. And then it's layers of this whipped mascarpone cream with more of that mix kind of mixed into it. So oh. like mix into the cream mix. So it's super loose. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just layers, and then it's a layer of pistachio and dark chocolate mm-hmm. and then repeat again. And it tasted really good. It was amazing. Cause we were doing it for as a shoot, which as you heard in our last episode, it's not something that we choose to do, but yeah. in terms of I'm often on these kind of food shoots, we had to get it done quite quickly. Mm-hmm. So we didn't leave it for long enough that the sponge fingers were super like soft and stuff, but flavor wise, oh, banging. And then later on in the day when I had, when I actually tried it, I was like, oh, this is a bit firm. So I just poured more chai over the whole thing. Like chai tea? Yeah, well, oh, chai. Oh, okay. Wait. Chai in, tea. Yeah, but I mean, it's not the chai spice. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Chai doesn't mean, chai, chai means tea. So before it's made into a tea, what is it? It's not, it's chai. Yeah, so I thought you meant like you just poured like a chai syrup. You literally poured the tea onto the... Yeah. Oh, okay. Onto the flavour of the tea is masala. Okay, so so chai is the tea. Chai means tea. So you could have ginger chai. So so when I get a chai latte, I'm having a tea latte? Yeah. So there's no such thing as chai tea because that's tea tea? Yes. Ah, interesting. So when you buy chai, you're just buying tea basically. Yes. But it's spiced tea. Well, yes, in theory. Oh, spiced chai latte. Okay. Yes. Makes sense. Yes. <laughs> the, without the spice, it doesn't really exist what I've been drinking. Correct. Yeah. Makes sense now. So 
I don't know, I've not been to India, yeah. but I assume that when you are in India, mm. certain regions, if you wanted a cup of tea, you're going to ask for masala chai. Okay. And then another reason you might ask for something else chai, like different flavors. Okay. Like different- so it's masala tea. Okay, interesting. Yeah, hmm. basically. So <laughs> I don't know how authentic the next flavor layers of pistachio and dark yeah, chocolate yeah. are. But yeah, when I got to the end to make the fingers a bit softer, I just poured some more chai right on top and um on top of the cream as well yeah on top of the whole thing and, it wasn't and, a and, lot like oh. i'm talking like two teaspoons just to oh, make the okay. sponges a bit i only had like yeah. a square of it but it was banging absolutely delicious i will share a picture i'll steal a picture from okay. my memory card and show you guys or i'll make it again myself but that was probably the most delicious thing i had this week and the most unexpected because i love tiramisu mm-hmm. like as a coffee flavor so Sounds nice. Loved it. So what what delicious thing did you enjoy this week? I had some gluten-free pancakes. That was the most delicious thing you ate this week. I haven't finished. It wasn't just a plain pancake. And it was one of the most delicious things that I had this week. The backstory is, this was probably like over a year ago. Uh, Somebody that follows me on Instagram, I think they took a trip to West Africa. And I think they just appreciate my passion for food. So he was like, I want to send you a bunch of stuff from like West Africa, like Benin, Ivory Coast, Ghana. And I was like, oh, okay, sure. He sent me this big box via DHL with loads of different like condiments and ingredients. It had like some seasonings in there. There was uh, like some hibiscus vinaigrettes. I had like a bag full of hibiscus, like dried hibiscus flowers. Um, He also sent me this pot of mango puree amongst other things. Um, And so I'm finishing off the mango puree finally. Thankfully they were all like canned, Mm. jarred, dried goods. So they lasted quite a while, but I cracked open the jar of mango puree Oh, it was so nice. So I put some of that with my gluten-free pancakes. The gluten-free pancakes I've spoken about before, I just used the fr- the free, F-R-E-E-E, flour. And then I had some Greek yogurt, which I whipped a little bit because I like it whipped. I don't like it when it's like stodgy when it comes out, the, out of the container. Whipped that a little bit, put some of that mango puree on there, some fresh blueberries. And then I sprinkled on some uh, dried hibiscus dust almost, <laughs> is what yeah. you would call it. And it was just, and, and some maple syrup. And it was just so lovely. It was just so nice. I really enjoyed it. How long did this take you? Um, it didn't take me that long. It's gluten-free pancakes. Like the... no, but it just seems like a long breakfast. No, because I made the pancake mixture and then somebody else fried the pancakes. And then I literally just, I whip my Greek yogurt inside the container. And when I say whip, oh, I literally take a spoon and mix. whip it around. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, like, okay. but very fast to kind of like beat it and make it softer. So right, it's right, not right. a stodgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mango puree was already in the jar. It was just the dollop and then some fresh blueberries. It was the whipping that threw me. Oh, okay. No, it's not like, it's, I don't get the mixer out <laughs> and the whole shebang. Like, it's like, whipping? it's arm whipped. Okay. <laughs> if, that's, if that's a thing. Hand very whipped, very, arm, arm whipped. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm like picking up the whip to my hand. Yeah, it's hand whipped. Okay, okay, okay. It was very, very quick, but it was lovely. It was nice and indulgent, but it was gluten free. So it was a nice breakfast to have, but it wasn't something that is going to like upset my stomach or anything like that. One thing I will say is that I left some pancakes for my little brother. And he said that they felt firmer than he was used to. So when you make gluten-free pancakes, and this is an issue I have with a lot of gluten-free things, reheating it becomes a problem. I think because it doesn't have the elasticity, as you reheat it, it's mm. like it tightens up. Right, right, right. I had them fresh off the, the griddle pan and so did my guest and they love them. So, yeah. So how is the old, um, how's the old gluten-free, gluten-avoidant thing going on? It's not going too badly. Okay. Um, did I have something that had gluten in it the other day? Probably. Probably. I'm always I'll scared be because when you're, when you're stricter, it means that when you're not, it's a whole... Oh, I didn't fall off the wagon. It was like... No, but not even oh. fall off the wagon, but just, you know, we spoke about like resistance and the longer that you go without means that when you have it... Oh, yeah. Like an inst- one instance yeah, it's just going to sure. be like, whoa. It can... It depends on what it is. I, whatever I had, it was probably quite small. Small, yeah. yeah. And insignificant. But if I was to have like a burger yeah. right now or a piece of cake or, or a couple, something. A couple of um, auntie's fried dumplings. Oh, I just, I don't think I'd be able to manage, <laughs> to be honest. No. So today we're going to be discussing the perfect plate. The perfect plate of food. In my personal opinion, the way I acknowledge when I'm reflecting about how I experience food, I've noticed that it doesn't matter what is on the plate, 
but there is like a certain combination that I will always enjoy. And there's also a certain combination or formula in my mind when I'm putting my meals together or my dinner, my lunch, whatever, that makes it perfect. I know I'm gonna enjoy this. I can just, I can just tell, I can just see. And therefore I know I've created the perfect plate pour moi. <laughs> so it's all about the perfect plate. Pourquoi? Um, Pasica. <laughs> Pasica. That's it. Because. <laughs> Do you have a perfect plate? Do you have a formula for the perfect plate, Harley? Nope. No, it's just vibes? Um, not the way I know you do, but there are things I like about the way that my plate is arranged mm-hmm. that I like. So in terms of, I don't like it when plates go up. I don't like it, not plates, but oh. food. I don't like the food to go. So you don't like it piled, no. you like it flat? Yes. Okay. I like things to be next to each other, not on top of each other. Are you one of those people that don't like their food touching? No, no, touching's fine. Okay. No problem with touching. Yeah. Touching's fine. I just don't want like, I have, I don't know, you know, kind of schools in a serving mm-hmm. where it's like one dollop you know and then the next dollop that. on top and then the gravy over the whole. Oh, it's giving pie and mash. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Pie and mash and liquor. If you follow us on TikTok, you can see the video that we're talking about. To be honest, the pie and mash part was okay. That was side by side. Mm. No, I'm not saying by flavor. Oh, I'm okay. saying by by plate. Yeah. But the drowning of the gravy over everything, mm-hmm. I don't like it when things that are supposed to be crispy are, are with things that are wet. No. Even my like Sunday dinner, okay. don't there can't be gravy on the roast potatoes. They, so where do you put the gravy? On the, the gravy's meat? on the meat, um, on the veg. Mm-hmm. The gravy can be it can leak yeah. and it can touch the potatoes. It can be under them, but you cannot pour gravy on top of my roast potatoes. Okay. No, no, no. So that whole putting the liquor over the crunchy was supposed to be pastry. Yeah. Wrong. Didn't like it. Wrong. Okay. Wrong. So it can't be piled high. No. You like your food to be dry. dry. Okay. <laughs> right. You like it to be dry and yes. flat. Yes. Is there any other requirements for the perfect plate? Um, I Color. Okay. Color. I will eat food that is not the perfect plate. I mean, just sometimes you have to. I'm thinking of two examples right now. One is a beige buffet, which mm-hmm. I had a beige buffet right after Christmas because I was just finished off the party food. And it was like prawn tempura. Um, what even was on the plate? Oh, macaroni cheese. Uh-huh. So it was prawn tempura, macaroni cheese, both just kind of like beige yellow. And then these absolutely delicious, mm-hmm. but kind of hideous, um, black truffle arancini from MS. Yeah, this sounds they were like black mix balls. up and blend up. Yeah. Prawn tempura and mac and cheese. I was eating out the party <laughs> food. But in terms of the plate, it was not pretty. Mm-hmm. It was very nice, but it was not pretty. I like it when my food has green, like even if it's just spring onion, mm-hmm. like a garnish, some kind of herb. I like red. I like green and red. And I don't like eating food that is blue. I don't like blue food. I don't like so you don't like blueberries? Blue blueberries aren't blue. They're like purple. They're like they? purple and then they're green inside. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who named them blueberries. I feel like you've, you've had this, you've yeah. raised this as an issue before. I have. Okay. So yeah, I don't like blue food. So I don't really like blue, like, you know, like Fanta slushy blue. You don't? No, not the blue one. I love one. that. Mm. I know. I don't like raspberry blue. flavor. Yeah, I don't like the you know the blue syrup on the ice cream. Yeah, like, raspberry yeah, flavor. No, I don't like. Yeah, it. It makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I can't think of a single food that's real that's that color. There isn't. So really. I don't really. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not food to me. Blue corn, like blue corn chips. Uh, they're like dark purple. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Okay. But anything that is that like fake blue, yeah, I don't want on my plate. So it's very rare that I'll look at my plate and I mean. Because it's not a natural food, mm-hmm. I wouldn't look at my f- plate and be like, oh, it needs blue. You know? Like, you know when yeah. you look at a room and you're like, hmm, could it have a little blue? Because you actually like the colour blue, I love you? blue, my favourite colour. You just don't like blue food? No, no okay. blue food. Those are the only rules I can think of right now, but there's probably more. Okay. Texture, which we've spoken about on our favourite yeah. episode, but yeah, I think those are my basics. Okay. However, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See the whole beige buffet thing? That to me is not attractive, but a plate of just like cacio e pepe, which is just beige with black dots in it. Okay. Absolutely fine. But without the black dots, would it be fine? No. But then then without the black dots, it's not a cacio e pepe, is Correct. it? Correct. Exactly. So I, but the creamy sauce pasta, you know, come on. Yeah. No. A red, just a plain red sauce pasta? I guess you can't just have plain red sauce pasta because the pasta is yellow, so it kind of shows through. Mm-hmm. So I think cacio e pepe is the only thing in my mind that is actually ugly. Plain. <laughs> 
quite pretty in its Well, maybe that's why I like it. Yeah. But I'm like, that's fine. Because without the black pepper, it is not a cacio pepper. No, it's just bechamel, right? Really. Yeah. So as a, the dish as is. As it is. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. That passes the beige buffet test. Mm. I like that as a plate. I like to look at that. Okay. I don't really like to look at picky bits. Yeah, no, it's horrible. No. I've got a few rules. Go on. Not rules. I wouldn't call them rules. It's just... Things. I would. I wouldn't call them rules. It's just things that I know work that I like. Mm-hmm. Typically, for me, the perfect plate has three components. I don't... Right. I don't I, I've got a thing with the number three. I don't know what it is. I find that even if I'm, like, describing something that I love, I will give it three adjectives. I, I do it a lot. Don't know. It's a thing, though, with um, the English language, rule of really? three. Okay, yeah. maybe that's what it is. But I, when it comes to my plate, I like three components on the plate. As a minimum, I'd probably say even as a standard. So if I'm having like my breakfast, for example, I'll have eggs, I have cucumbers, I have tomatoes. If I'm having a very simple meal, I'll have salmon, broccoli, and then I might have another vegetable to offset that, probably salmon, broccoli and spinach. I'll have chicken, rice and vegetables. So typically the perfect plate has three components to it. I don't like too much food on the plate. I find it overwhelming. So for me to really enjoy the food, I think the reason why I love three as well is I can get a little bit of everything in a bite. Mm -hmm. And if I can enjoy the, the whole meal like that in each bite, then I'm happy. I don't enjoy when there's like six different things on the plate and I'm just eating a little bit of this for now, then a little bit of this, then I don't I don't like it. I wanna eat a meal. This doesn't feel like a meal now yeah. to me, therefore it hasn't passed. So back to our episode on the cult of Sunday dinner. Yeah. When you have a dinner spread that is mm-hmm. like multi things, do you kind of dish yourself a couple things at a time? I make a plate of food at a time. So if so, a three set and then yeah. Three set. So if you've got like You're chicken, weird. beef, and fish, I'll make a, a plate around the chicken. Oh yeah, I forgot you have like three different beef. Yeah, so I'll make a plate of food around the chicken, and then I'll say, okay, maybe I want some beef now, and then I'll make another plate of food around the okay, beef. Okay, so if there was only one. Mm. Like if it was my roast dinner In terms of there's only one animal So there's chicken, roast potatoes, Yorkshires Carrots, parsnips, greens mm-hmm. is, is that a plate to you? Or do you want to have just like the chicken, potato and greens And then do you want to go back and get the like parsnips, carrots and Do you get what I mean? Um, parsnips, carrots and greens Qualify as like vegetables like So there's, a, there's okay. kind of a flexibility there Where it's like a range of textures and it's vegetables Greens, that would probably actually in my mind computers too because carrots and parsnips feel the same yeah and then the greens kind of feel like something completely different Mm. I think that's the issue that I have with um, Yorkshire puddings I actually don't love Yorkshire puddings because they're just always like plonked on top it just feels it feels like it needs something else around it but then the chicken the vegetables and the potato feel substantial enough to me already so I find that I tend to eat the Yorkshire pudding on its own and I don't enjoy it because it's not substantial substance food has to feel substantial for me to the, the, <laughs> the, plate, yeah, the plate has to feel that's an important word for me is this meal is this plate of food substantial if it doesn't feel substantial it's not a perfect plate to me so when I have like very quickly in a rush made something and it's like a a bowl of pasta just on its own. Mm. That doesn't feel substantial. For it to feel substantial, I can never have a plate of pasta on its own. I always have to have salad or veg. Typically, if I'm making pasta at home, I'll throw in some crispy broccoli on the side. A plate just of pasta, a plate just of rice does not feel, it doesn't feel substantial. And I think three components for me isn't overwhelming but it also feels substantial. And that's why I typically just create a plate around that number, those components. I've always got that number in mind when I'm making up a meal, like, is this gonna feel like something? I feel like if I went through my phone and reviewed the plates that have either I've deemed picture worthy. Yeah. There's probably three elements. Maybe three elements and a condiment. Yeah. Like a dollop of chili jam or something. Or like, yeah, you know, that that isn't a component to me. That can be classified yeah. like um how you dress it. Yeah. And your garnish isn't a it's a component to me. Okay. Yeah. If it's substantial if the garnish is substantial, yeah. A sprinkle of black pepper, that's not substantial no. to me. That just looks cute. But some spring onions. Spring onions, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely say my my picture-worthy plates have got three, probably three or four elements. But I don't know if that's like a rule. And also, I think from what I see of how you photograph your three-element plates that, 
like your eggs and stuff. If I make an omelette, I'll either make the omelette plain and mm-hmm. then like fill the omelette with mushrooms or something and then mm-hmm. I fold it on itself or I put cheese in and fold it on itself. So when I look at my plate, it's still just like a half crescent, a yeah. yellow half crescent. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. filled. Or if the things are small enough, then I'll just put them in the omelette, almost like frittata. Mm-hmm. So then when it comes to my plate, it's still a yellow circle. I would have to put something on the side of that. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. That it wouldn't feel... It could be mushroom, tomato, spinach, yeah. cheese, and egg, but it comes to me as one. Yeah. Once it's inside the omelette, that is now one component. Like, <laughs> it's absorbing. Yeah, it's, it's a flavour. It's one component. So now I need some salad or something on the side. What I find I'll do a lot if I'm making like an omelette, that I won't put tomatoes in my omelette. I'll just put them on the side because I know that once it's in the omelette, you need I'm going to end up with more tomato on the side and there's just no point. So I, I tend to keep my eggs quite plain. Mm. But sometimes I will mix and blend things in there and then I'll have like tomato and cucumber on the side. Do you not find it makes you eat more? It depends on what I'm eating more of. Mm. So I don't really restrict myself on vegetables or salad items. I'm not really bothered about how much I eat as long as it doesn't fill me up to the point where I Can't feel enjoy. full. Yeah. And I, I get that kind of over full bloated feeling. But when it comes to veg, salad, yeah. I'm not really bothered about that. I won't, I'm a bit more mindful when it comes to things like rice, potatoes yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and those things. I also love for a perfect plate of food, garnish. There has to, it has to feel, my food has to feel like there's depth to it. If the meal feels too flat, mm. I'm not going to enjoy it. So one little baked chicken and a little bit of rice and then maybe some weak vegetables. There's just something about it that just feels super flat. So with my vegetables, the broccoli for me, it has to be crispy. It adds depth to what I'm eating. Mm-hmm. I, I rarely ever have steamed broccoli. I just don't feel like it adds enough depth to my food. And I get a lot of the depth through the garnish and the textures. Yeah. Bad boys and crispy. Crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I love crispy bits, crispy edges. I love that because I think it gives a depth to the food. Yeah. So the perfect plate of food for me, it's important that it, it feels, the mouthful feels like it has depth to it. Mm-hmm. And I get that, yeah, typically through the textures that are on the plate. And I'll get that through color, mm-hmm. which is yeah. textures, but a little bit of, I love it when you go to like Thai restaurants and they garnish with like fresh chili that's like really, really red. Mm-hmm. There'll only be like two pieces of it, but it's just so vibrant against like a pad thai. Yeah. You know, like quite beige again, but love it. And I love like the color of spring onion, like the green ends of spring onion. I know you love that. We both love spring onion, yeah. but if you put things on my plate that are not like a little stack of spring onions on the side, I just mm-hmm. appreciate that. Like just that there's green yeah. that's come to it. And then I can garnish if I want or whatever, but. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I've got a number or like a a rule or something like that. I I feel the same way about plates of food as I do about plates of desserts though. I don't like too many things going on at any one time in my desserts. People who are like custard and ice cream people. Yeah, it's too much going on. Madness. Madness because it's touching and it's hot and cold. It's just becoming one. So do you not like hot? And, so like if you had like a a hot dessert with ice cream on the that's side, that's fine. Okay. But ice cream is melting to liquid and custard is liquid. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's like too cold, too liquid, too liquid of different temperatures like becoming one. I, that I don't understand. Hot cake and like custard or hot cake and ice cream, whatever. Like yeah, that's absolutely that's that's very normal. But the cake and custard people who like put the cake. Basically, you're encouraging that ice cream to melt. Okay. To me, if you put ice cream on my plate and it's like something <laughs> hot, I'm trying to keep it cold. Okay. I'm trying to keep it to the side. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep it away so that I can have hot and cold. I don't mm. want warm liquid ice cream and warm cake or whatever. I just think it's OD. Like, I'm just not interested. It's a, it's the, it's to complement the dessert and it's on the side. Why do I need two sides? I just, I never think I need custard yeah. and ice cream. Even at Christmas where we had a few desserts, we had like mince pie, mini mince pies. We had a strudel and I think we had bread and butter put in. And then there was separately, what's that thing called? The Is it Vianetta? The mint? Yeah, Vianetta? yeah. We had, we had to pull out some things out of the freezer because people turned up. No, I remember those things. I remember yeah. the advert for that. It's so, so old school. We had a couple of, yeah, random things going on. But anyways, I'm shouting out, you know, who wants? Da, 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 da. And people are like, bit of everything. I was like, yeah. that's five things. You want five things in one bowl? 
That's what you want? That sounds awful you to me. You want mince pie, bread and butter? You want that? You see, if- You with, can come back. With all of that, it, <laughs> it feels like, you know, there's, it reminds me of the kinds of people that say, oh, you know, it's all going to the same place anyway. And that just sounds like <laughs> a bowl of slop to me. Like, I can't differentiate now what's no. going on in my mouth. Mm-hmm. This is just, this is just, it's noise. Food. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's noise in my mouth. I can't tell, is this the fried chicken, the fish? Or the oxtail with the rice or the potato. I don't know what's going on, and I do not like that. Yeah. So yeah. I think I have more rules about dessert. Dessert is obviously my passion. My passion point. Yeah. But all of that, like, yeah, I'm just like, can I come? Can I just have a bit after? Mm. Even my own house. Say for example, like Friendsgiving or something, and I will do. What did we have this year? We had sticky fruit puddings, um, mince pies, custard, ice cream, whatever. And I will have courses of dessert. Mm-hmm. I want to eat every one of them. But this is what I was saying about my but- Sunday dinner. I make like plates full. So I'm, I'm having lots of little meals. That's it's the same thing. It is, but I just think Sunday dinner specifically is almost like a setup. Do you know what I mean? Like no. it is, well like in the core of Sunday dinner. Yeah. Like you, mu- you must have everything on the plate. Not to say everything on the plate, but I think what you're describing, your version of, okay, your version of Sunday dinner, you are talking about Sunday dinner. I'm talking about a roast. And I, I think that's why I struggle with roast. Yeah, a there's, roast. there's so much is, going on. Yeah, like one plate. If you went to a restaurant and they were like, what do you want, chicken? You know, when they say literally mm-hmm. the options are chicken, pork or beef. And you say beef and you come out with a roast dinner in front of you and it's got everything. That's what I'm comparing yeah. it to. I understand you're talking about like a, your personal experience of Sunday dinner, which is different. But even with the roast, I don't like when, you see when they put like the, not macaroni cheese, the cauliflower cheese on the side. And then there's, if the plate is like the the chicken, the vegetables, the potato. The fingers are killing me. So the chicken, the vegetables and the potato. Yeah. Right, we've got stuffing. Mm -hmm. We're getting to the edge of my limit. But I can just about manage. Mm-hmm. The cauliflower cheese is on the side. Is it in a bowl? Yeah, yeah, in a bowl, but just please don't have it on the plate. <laughs> Where it goes too far is that Yorkshire pudding <laughs> plonked on top on the same plate as the potatoes. As the, it's too, but if it was on the side and I could create another plate around, that starts to feel like one and a half meals. Yeah, me that's now. why I'm, that's why I'm, yeah, that feels different to me, yeah. but for dessert, I feel how you feel about your like home Sunday. So dinner. you would never get a trio of desserts. You're not that kind of person. Um, typically in a restaurant, they would not present them the way I'm talking about. They okay. would be they would be standalone. Yeah, yeah. And I would eat one, and then I would eat the other one, and then yeah. I would eat the other one. Especially okay. their flavors, like I don't know. There's always one chocolate. Mm-hmm. There's one kind of like vanilla, and there's one kind of fruity. fruity. So I would just pick which order I wanted to go down in. But I'm not going to be like. I'm not saying never say never, but I'm not going to really go, oh, I'll have a spoon, a bit of that. And then on the side of the other half of the teaspoon, I'll have a bit of that. And then I'll put chocolate mm-hmm. on. I don't want all three flavors in my mouth. Okay. Flavors are melting on my tongue. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want that yeah. personally. So I will have courses of dessert. I'll have my sticky toffee and my ice cream and then mince pie probably or whatever. But mm-hmm. the instances where there are multi desserts like that are so few and far between like mm-hmm. Christmas and then maybe a family dinner or two like throughout the year kind of thing like very rarely is there oh what oh can I have a bit of that and a bit of that mm-hmm. and a bit of that so yeah my perfect plate I think I've got more rules about desserts than I do about food okay it's probably because I'm not a dessert person mm-hmm. that for me mm, I like it I like a sorbet <laughs> I don't even we know. know yeah I like a sorbet because it's nice and simple which I think is another Thing that makes a plate perfect for me. The food that I enjoy the most is the food that is the least complicated. The food that I enjoy the most is food that I have decided is simple. Okay. Or I've experienced it as being quite simple. If I think that the food is, the plate of food is just too complicated, there's just too much going on. And that's not in terms of like having multiple different things on the plate. It's mm. just, this just doesn't feel simple. I like very, very simple things. So like with a baked chicken, when I see people doing like roast chicken videos on the internet mm-hmm. and I'm seeing bare seasoning on the chicken and that the chicken is just so that it's just so over seasoned, I don't like that. I'm I'm just not gonna enjoy it. Yeah, but that. that's your perception of something on the internet. No, I've like but I, I that to me is not a perfect play. I don't have no, to but that's eat just a chicken. Yeah, but I would prefer chicken. You see like a roast chicken that's like salt, pepper, and maybe like another seasoning, some butter and herbs. That to me, mwah, love it. Yeah, that's not a perfect simple. plate, that's just a chicken. No, but I'm using the chicken as an example. So I'm saying the perfect, 
plate of food is simple. That level of simplicity is even in just like my food in general. I oh, like things like that are individual quite simple. components. Just generally, I like food that is simple. So a plate of food that isn't complex and it is simple, that makes it perfect to me. So I could have a chicken with some mushrooms on top and a piece of spinach on the side. That's three components and it's very simple. And yeah, that plate of food is- stuff. Really? Yeah. Chicken, mushroom and spinach. I've heard that before. I don't agree. I You've said it a couple of times now. Spinach is not a component. Spinach? Why is that it not is a in like, of, like broccoli, it's a cruciferous vegetable. It's got bite, it's got Yeah. Oomph. I don't find spinach to be a significant Oh, I love spinach with onions I like in it, it. and like fresh tomatoes. And it just goes down up. to like just yeah. wet, wet. Splot. You have to have a lot of spinach. But still, it's just like I love spinach. If there's spinach on my plate, I'm eating it first. I'm five years old again. And I'm eating that first. That's gotta go. Really? I don't not like it, but it's just like what are you doing here? Oh, I love. To, I eat a lot of spinach. I like spinach fresh, or I like spinach like just wilted. I'll put like... So you'd eat actual spinach, you'd eat it fresh, because there's baby spinach and then there's just like spinach. I've seen you tweet this before and yeah. I'm not saying I disagree, but I don't know, don't care. Yeah, I would. I don't know what I buy. I grab a bag. You're probably buying baby spinach. Maybe I am, but yeah. still, whatever it is, it's getting eaten first. Spinach is not, spinach is just, I. I'm not gonna defend the spinach. <laughs> I, like, I like spinach, it's a Yeah, but I just size. can't believe, I just, I can't believe that it's a named component and that it doesn't just fall under like to me it's half it's half a vegetable. No, it's a whole it's a whole vegetable to me. But I wouldn't just I'd have, have to have spinach, spinach and broccoli. No, I can have spinach and mushrooms. Spinach and mushrooms, yes. That it, it well it depends because if there's I can have spinach and broccoli, but that's two components. Yeah, no, see that's one. Yeah, that's two components. Spinach needs but my help. spinach. It does. It has onions in it, it's cooked in olive oil and it has tomatoes. That's typically how I eat my spinach. Oh, so it's got tomatoes in it. I said that. But you were so bang on. No, but about the first spinach. time you were saying yeah. spinach. Because when I say spinach, if you ask me how I cook it, that to me is how I cook my spinach. It's like it's cooked in olive oil with some onions and some fresh tomato. See, that's interesting because that to me is a contradiction. I know what you mean yeah. when you say simple, but that is a, a contradiction of simple. That's even like why I said, how long does this take you? Like yeah. whipping, whipping. I think, I think those <laughs> things are simple. I don't think simple needs to be basic. Simple doesn't mean basic no, or boring or plain, to me. Yeah. Adding tomato to spinach is not complicated. But those are, those are two, ingredients. When you describe the chicken, for example, you were mm -hmm. discussing seasonings, a, a fat, yeah. whatever. That's like a chicken is the ingredient and you're dressing it. You can't dress a spinach with a tomato. So it's it's two things. It's one component. Because it's I know like, what you're saying, it's yeah. a component, but it's now it's a dish. It's mm. got onions, tomatoes. It's a size dish. Yeah, so it's a dish. Yeah. Whereas when you're talking about like eggs, Cucumber, yeah. tomato, those are individual things. And then you've garnished the whole thing with some spring onions, yeah. some whatever, whatever. I just feel like they're two different. Maybe it's no, because I of how you treat maybe breakfast you're, you're looking at treat. Linear, yeah. But then also a, a component can be a raw vegetable in and of itself, or it, can be, or it can be a side dish. Spinach, maybe it's because I grew up eating Kalaloo, which you wouldn't just cook Kalaloo, like you would cook it up. So for me, cooking up things makes it one thing, but you wouldn't just, there's some things that you wouldn't just eat. Is cauliflower like cheese one thing? Yeah, it's a dish. And therefore it's one component to me. I wouldn't say- Is macaroni and cheese one thing? Yes, it's one thing. It's a side dish. Even though it requires like, uh, it, it in itself requires mm. like a recipe. I don't really understand the question. So like, I'm just comparing it to cucumber, you chop it, little salt, whatever. Tomatoes, you chop it, whatever. Yeah. To create this side dish, this this side dish requires a recipe. You have to go and yeah. cook it. Uh, maybe you're getting pasta, stuck on the cucumbers and the tomatoes because I'm happy to eat those things as they are. That's why I eat no, them No, I'm like just that. trying to compare it to the, yeah. like your, not to say difficulty, but why cauliflower cheese has to go in a bowl yeah. on the side. That's relative to the plate of food that I'm eating. Because it's wet and stuff. Um, no, because for me, 
the chicken, potato, oh, yes, and vegetable is already substantial. There's enough going on. Yeah, so if I now have cauliflower cheese, I'm up to four, five, six things. That's way too much for me. So when I've gone out for a Sunday roast, sometimes it comes with cauliflower cheese. Yeah, sometimes often. it's an addition. I don't. If you're gonna put the cauliflower cheese on there, take off the potatoes. Like something's got to go. So if it's on the side, I can yeah. just about manage it. If it's all on the plate and now I've got chicken, uh, Yorkshire pudding, roast potatoes, vegetables, yeah. cabbage. It's, I just it's all think too with much. the with like making cauliflower cheese or macaroni yeah. cheese or something like how you're describing how you cook your spinach. Mm. They become dishes in themselves. I think this is my gripe with a lot of recipe books, yeah. whereby like things that require a recipe are not a part of a meal. They're a meal, like or they should be a meal. I don't think so. I think like, that's dragging it. All of a sudden, it's only raw. Sit one. No, thing. it's not like say raw things. But okay, maybe not the spinach because the spinach that's yeah, like you cook down vegetables, but. And I think, did we did we talk about this on or off air when we were saying it's jollof rice? Uh, it was on air, weren't we? When we were saying how rice and peas versus jollof rice mm. is that jollof rice can be a meal, like mm. with stew, whatever. But in terms of, it doesn't require much else, but rice and peas is a side. Um, jollof rice requires... I think they could both, I think they, I think it's to do with um, the complexity of the, the flavour. Yeah. For me, that's why I would, I can eat jollof rice on its own because... There is so much going on, like the level of umami and jollof rice because of, it's a tomato-based yeah. rice dish with spice, well. onion, all of that kind of stuff. And then a lot of people add Maggie, all of that. Yeah, so for me, on my tongue, there is so much going on already. I don't need to eat much more with jollof rice. Whereas I find mm. rice and peas in its flavor profile to be more simple. So even for me, certain things I can't eat with rice and peas because I actually find it overwhelming. So when I see people eat like curry goat and rice and peas, I'm not that person. Oh, I'm a curry goat and plain rice person. I mean, even oxtail rice and peas, just about, but curry chicken and rice and peas, impossible. You will never see me eating that. Why? Because it's too much. It's too much. I find it too much. Whereas curry chicken and plain rice, the plain rice complements the complexity of the curry chicken and it gives it enough space that it's not overwhelming and it's not detracting from I know, the curry chicken. I know exactly so. what it is that you mean. Yeah. Like, I'm not blind. I, I, can, I know what you mean, but I like coconut. So yeah. if there's an option for me to taste coconut, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having rice and peas with whatever because rice I want to taste really. coconut. Like even when I go yeah. to Thai places, like Thai places, just to get actual coconut rice, mm. I'm like, bring that with coconut rice. Jasmine rice, swap it. <laughs> oh, okay. Swap it. Coconut rice, I like to have I like certain coconut. things to complement the coconut. So if maybe I would enjoy it more if it was a coconut curry chicken. That's not something I no, I don't, make I don't at need home. that. But maybe, maybe. But then I think also the other issue is that the peas in the rice. For me, it, it might be a textural oh, thing. You're not a big fan that of there's that. a there's a lot there's a lot going on. So yeah, I'm not a. I wonder my like perfect plate thing and my connection to three elements in my head is grill dinner because when I'm throwing together like grill dinner, yeah. it's usually s- smaller things. Yeah, meze. We've discussed this. Yeah. we've discussed this on our episode about. It. We have a whole episode about. It. If you haven't heard it, we will link it in the show notes below, and it is available on sonarasal.com. And it will be like garlic bread, salami, olives, halloumi. Yeah, that's like girl dinner. The one that I put on TikTok, I think, was a fried egg, mm. some like smacked cucumber, and something else. So, so there's something else going on. But I think that's my connection to my perfect plate is actually just things I like the taste of. So it, there could there might not be any cohesion. No. Oh God, that sounds like hell to me. <laughs> See, I don't care. It has, yeah. My perfect plate has to be cohesive. Like no. there has to be, it, yeah. And I think it has my to be cohesive My perfect plate is my favorite things. No. No, no, no. I couldn't just have all my favorite things on one plate. Not all. Not all, but, but like, it couldn't just be a, a, a combination of favorite things. Like it has to be, there has to be a theme to what I'm eating, probably because if there isn't a theme and I put that in my mouth and the bite is not, doesn't taste like mm. it makes sense, my brain is just but like, But it what's makes going sense on? because you're like, oh, the, oh, I like all these things. No. I like all of them. I like a little, little bit of coconut on the side. Chicken, chicken liver with some olives on the side and then like, yeah. no way. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I feel like, or you end up eating it piece piece. No, that's picky bits. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nibbles? Nibbles. Again? Yeah, no, no, no. That is not perfect. If The minute I'm eating nibbles, this is not a perfect plate. I am in survival mode. I'm, this, yeah, I'm, even eating, if I'm eating to live. Even if they're, living to eat. Yeah, but even if they're your favorite things, that's not survival mode. The, as, a, as a meal, this is not substantial. And it's not substantial. And it doesn't make sense to me. And I don't need to eat a plate of random favorite things. I don't like the random element of it. Yeah, it's just, the thought of it stresses me out. I love it. I can't, I don't, I don't like that. So what I will tend to do, if I enjoy something, I will build my plate around it and I can enjoy that thing. So like when I've bought my um, nocellara olives, I can't eat them with everything, but I like to have them I'm like, oh, okay, what do I eat in the week that I can enjoy this with? I can have it with my breakfast on the side of some eggs and I might have had that meal so that I can enjoy the olives because yeah, it's the yeah. only way I'm going to be able to eat them with what I've got planned to this eat this week. week. Yeah. And therefore I'm like, oh, the olives, olives, the olives, the egg and everything else, I like that, but it makes sense and it allows me to eat the olives in peace. I think when I have a new favorite thing, mm. especially if it's like a, yeah, a condiment or or a side. Like when I was in my smacked cucumbers bag, yeah, they go with everything. Yeah, I feel like I've everything. seen you do some stuff like that before. Because I love them. I love yeah, them with whatever. I if I love a thing, there's nothing that can stop me. No, that slaw that I made. Oh, remember I was in my slaw days? Yeah, I know you probably would put it on the eggs and all sorts. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, not on the eggs. Yeah, but, but on the side. Yeah. No, I can't do that. So that slaw that I made for my fish tacos, mm. we had fish tacos again so that we could finish it. After that, and I had to finish it in an appropriate way because I knew I wasn't going to put this on the side of the pasta dish that I had. I wasn't going to put this on absolutely. the side of my eggs for oh, breakfast. Absolutely. I'm not going to do oh, that. <laughs> that sounds like mix up and blend up. Yes. Yep. Yeah, no, I don't like that. Oh, I love it. Have you seen that guy on TikTok, Eddie Abu? Yeah. And he made his blueberry chicken soup. That is what this sounds like to me. Blueberry chicken soup. You haven't seen seen it. Blueberry, it was a chicken stew or something with blueberries and avocado. And this this is what you're giving me. He eats like a, he eats to live. In fact, he eats to nourish based on what he believes nourishment is. He eats 12 eggs in the morning. That's fine. But that pot of soup, whatever it is that he was (laughs) cooking. Blueberry something stew. Yeah, it sounds like what you're telling me with your plate full of favorite things and your slaw and your eggs and all that kind of stuff. It's just, that's what I feel like the inside of the belly will look like. Just and maybe and it will, up. but when it's inside the belly, I'm not. I'm not a person who's like it's all going to the same place anyway. Yeah. But if I like everything on this plate, I like everything on this plate. No. Like a little garlic bread with some smacked cucumbers and some halloumi and a little bit of chili jam. What? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> garlic bread, smacked cucumbers. Yeah. A little bit of halloumi. This would halloumi. actually fry my brain. I'd be so upset. Oh, and some minty peas. You're taking the mick, Polly. <laughs> Are you being serious? This is the thing. I stopped showing you stuff because you used to get onto me. But <laughs> when I raid the cupboards and I'm like, what am I going to have? Sometimes it's mixed up and blend up and it's just like, it's not Eddie Abu style, but it's nourishment. I'm literally like, okay, <laughs> ri- rice and um, the chickpea. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rice and beans, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. But sometimes I'm like, oh, that looks nice. Oh yeah, and a little bit of that. Oh, I forgot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There are times I've just had stuff with garlic pak choy on the side. Stuff that doesn't, the stuff that does not, no, doesn't Talk even know Nini. pak choy. She doesn't know pak choy. <laughs> Other nations yeah. have met pak choy because As, of me. Absolutely, no. That's why I have to be careful with how I shop because I realised, because I eat in that way, if I oversubscribe on something and I'm not cooking things that accommodate that ingredient or that food, it can literally sit there and wait. Are you looking at the garlic, the, um, the blueberry soup? I'm trying. No. <laughs> you know what? I think I did see the start of this video and I never finished it. So chicken. Literally, loads of chicken brown a little bit. I put some mushrooms, some tomatoes. Avocado. Um, ginger, garlic, um, avocado, mushrooms. And then- Brussels sprout. Blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're telling me with your pak choy on the side of the tortellini pasta with the, with the pork toad in the hole. But what is the purpose of this? I don't know. I think he's just looking at them as each individual nutritional component and he can eat it all in one go. I think he probably put eggs in there also. Right. We need to do a pinch of salt on Eddie Abu. Okay. 
<laughs> because that, what he just did there, don't you ever tell me that my meals <laughs> come together like that. Okay. That's what it sounds like in my because mind. Because that is an absolute <laughs> mess. The caption says, nutrition is simple. Your gut bacteria doesn't care about the laws of thermodynamics or how colorful your food is. All it wants is that you feed it the right food so it can defend you. Eddie Abu, you're a liar. Because let me tell you something <laughs> about my gut, yeah? My gut is very Honey's sensitive. Honey's upset because I said that this is what her plate sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you are a disciple of the Huberman Lab podcast like I am, mm-hmm. you would know that there is a very important connection between mm-hmm. the health of your microbiome mm-hmm. and the health of your men- your mental health. Yeah, okay? facts. The health of your brain. Yeah. This here, this is a sad person's food, okay? <laughs> this person's got, yeah, the, the bacteria might be there. They yeah. might be fine, they might be happy, they might not know what time it is, they might not know mm-hmm. what's got there. But the bacteria but might not know what time it is. They might not know what time it is. <laughs> but your brain knows that you're not happy and it's gonna upset the bacteria regardless yeah. because this is not the food of a happy person. Okay. This is outrageous. <laughs> he That's... boiled down avocado and blueberries. Yes. The chicken is purple because he's cooked it yeah, blueberries. Yeah, I know. That looks like cartoon food. It looks and then he just pours, but where does, where does he have all these whole boiled eggs? I don't understand, who I kills think them? I think he's buying the, the caged the caged eggs, if yeah, I'm but like, honest. Does he wake up, does he like batch prep eggs? Because he just Maybe. threw in boiled eggs into I think he already. probably just boils a big pot of eggs. I don't know, he eats a lot of egg. He, I, I mean, yeah. And then keeps them where? It's in the fridge. His fridge probably. must stink. Well, basically. No, I'm offended. Right, okay. <laughs> How dare you? Well, that's all I'm saying is when you say, oh, my favorite thing's all in one plate, that is what my mind No, Malika, because that is in one pan. No, it's not on one plate. But if I said, yeah, right, so I was making an omelette, yeah? So I cracked the eggs in, I whisked them up, and then I put them in. And then on top, I just added the smack cucumbers as the, before, before I flipped the egg. So I flipped the egg and now the smack cucumbers were underneath. And then I was like, let me just add some pak well, choy on yes, top. Yes, And I'm also yes. gonna just grate some ginger, and then I'm gonna have to put the whole thing under the grill with some halloumi cheese on top. Fair enough. But this is, this is basically where my mind goes. Maybe it's a bit extreme, but that's where my mind goes. So I, I can't just have a random bunch of stuff on my plate. If it's going to be perfect, there has to be cohesion and it has to make sense. The cohesion is joy. That's not good enough for me. Well, your gut biome is probably sad. No, my gut biome is very happy, actually. It'll be sad. Very, very happy. God, I ain't got nothing else to say now. Oh. Ruin my day. This Do man is any... frightening. God, Holly. <laughs> You know, I've seen his videos. Yeah. My dad, my dad follows him on Instagram. What? He's telling me, oh, I did Apple. I said, that. <laughs> your dad has been on Instagram for five minutes and he's found Eddie Abby of all people. <laughs> anyway, right. What I wanted to ask you was, go on with the component rules. Yeah. I'm going to say some foods mm-hmm. and you're going to finish the plate. Okay. Fish and chips. Mushy peas. Jam on toast. That's not a meal. That's like, that's a snack. That's not a perfect plate. But, so to- but, how do you have but, toast as breakfast? But if you really wanted to break it down, I don't have toast for breakfast, really. But if I, I'm really going to break it down, it's the bread, a substantial amount of the butter, mm-hmm. and then the jam, because for me, that gives the toast depth. I am not the kind of person that can just have bread and jam. So like butter on crumpets? Okay. Butter on crumpets. I can eat it. Like, it's not that it doesn't taste nice, but I, I won't finish the food feeling satisfied. And satiety is important to me because it stops me from just eating, eating, eating in order to please whatever was going on inside of me. That's why I tried to make my meals substantial. Your sad, sad gut biome. <laughs> Chicken and rice. Broccoli, um, like stir fried cabbage on the side or just like a chopped salad. Pine mash. I'm not eating that. <laughs> I'm not eating that because I don't like, I actually don't like the idea of pie with a mashed potato. Make a perfect plate out of pie. It's not on my roster, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Shepherd's pie. Um, two sides of vegetables. So maybe like cabbage on the side or carrots and broccoli. I quite like with shepherd's pie. See, I just eat coleslaw. No. <laughs> shepherd's pie and coleslaw is, no. I think I said my perfect pairing. I love shepherd's pie. Yeah, I don't like the sound of that combination, but you you did say you love it. It's the what, cold and the hot. Yeah, what comes with chicken wings? What's the plate around chicken wings? Um, I really enjoy like a nice seasoned rice. So if you go to like a Turkish restaurant and then like a chopped salad on the side. Chicken, wing, chicken wings and chips doesn't really do anything for me per se. No. Um, I used to get from the fancy chicken wing shop, I would get a side of the coleslaw and then maybe like corn on the cob or something, mm. just another salad on the side. I'll have two salads. So like a green leaf salad, leafy green salad and then coleslaw. That's oh. classified as a salad to me, yeah. 
We're going to have to do a special episode of Glossary of Malacca. <laughs> but it is a salad. Coleslaw is a salad. Yeah. Coleslaw is coleslaw. It's a salad. Right, next. To who? It is a salad. To who? To everybody. It's a salad. It's a type of salad. Hey, Siri. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> is coleslaw a salad? Siri's not interested. Next. She said it's a salad. Yeah, ex- exactly. She said it's a salad that mostly uses cabbage and mayonnaise. Yes, I know it's a salad. Nasty. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Gosh, give me a break. I love coleslaw, but that not like that. That 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 is not salad. What you mean as a salad? It's a side salad. What how much coleslaw? So what do you mean how much coleslaw? Yeah. On the like, side of what? How much of it makes it a salad? I eat salad. It, it is a salad. But I eat coleslaw by the teaspoon. Yeah. Like two a, teaspoons. A teaspoon of salad. salad. It's a salad. That is crazy. It's a salad item. Right. Yeah. Let me know in the comments. Do you message me personally if you need me to break <laughs> down the science of Malacca. Okay. Okay, curry goat and rice. Um, I will have coleslaw on the side of that. Salad. Yeah, coleslaw, but coleslaw. So some things require a creamy kind of salad situation potato salad or coleslaw, or, or coleslaw, but I don't really have a lot of potato salad because I don't like rice and potato. I do like potato salad though, but I'll have like potato salad with a leafy green salad and then whatever I'm eating, I do like that. Christabel's right, you do eat a lot. Mm-hmm. I like, do. There's a lot going on here. No, it's not a lot going on. Me, I can have one thing with a jus, with a drizzle. Like, can I, like I'm still going to eat calories yeah. for calories. I'm going to yeah. eat what you're eating. Oh, but you mean but on the... you eat a lot of things. Not food, a lot of things. Like for breakfast to have, I don't know. Three components? No, but not the components. But oh. now that I know that spinach actually has a few, like in, yeah. if I was like, how many ingredients did you use? How many cupboards did you go in? Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? How oh, many cupboards did you go in? Yeah. How many drawers of the fridge? Do you know what's funny like, though? I think how I eat is relatively simple. It is. It's not, yeah. it's not to say it's complicated, like flavors and spice yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But it's just, yeah, how many cupboards got opened? How many jars and things got quite opened? Quite a few, a lot, sometimes, a lot yeah. Of things. How, many na- how many utensils were used? I used quite a few utensils. I do, I, 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 yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah. Maybe that's why I just, I want to use, I, want, I like one pot. Um, no, I probably, if I'm making dinner, then there's probably some kind of saucepan, some kind of deep pot going on. Probably a frying pan. Three components? Yeah, probably a frying pan. I do try, the other day I actually tried to make one of those like one pan chicken dinners. And I had like roasted potatoes, chicken and vegetables, but I didn't really enjoy it as much because everything was crispy Mm. and I didn't love that about it. And then on top of that, even though it's one pan, you can't put everything in the one pan all at the same time because everything requires different lengths of cooking. And so I just found that I found myself back in the oven more times than I wanted to. Um, but yeah, that kind of one pan sheet cooking situation thing, it, I'm not a fan of it. You know what you can put in one pan? What? The gusto German sausage tray bake. That sounds like hell to me. <laughs> Every time you talked about it, I was like, what is this? It was so good. I'll share some of my perfect plates, but obviously my perfect plate a lot of the time is the most basic things that I'm eating that I find the most joy in. But I will find some pictures on my phone and share some of my perfect plates and some of them where you can clearly see there's three components. Wild card. Yeah. My perfect plate is actually a bowl. Thank you very much for coming, guys. same. (laughs) Yeah, same. My perfect plate is actually a bowl. Yeah, I typically eat out of a flat pasta bowl most of the time. If it can fit in there, it's probably already hit the mark for me. If it needs to go on a plate, there's probably a little bit too much going on. Mm, I have quite big pasta bowls though. And then I have a small one for when I'm actually eating pasta. Mm. Let us know your perfect plates. Mm-hmm. I actually want to know. I'm going to ask every single day on Instagram stories, and yeah. if nobody replies, I'm be really upset. Okay. Do you guys have any rules? I don't call them. I don't call them rules. They. I call them trends that I found through self reflection because I wasn't actually doing it. <laughs> I, it's not something that I do by force. It's just that I I know subconsciously I need this, this, and this, and that's when I'm always happy with my food. So now I'm just like this I don't is what call has to them be. rules. I, I call, call them trends. Trends yeah. of. Well, inward self-reflection. I didn't say inward self I said, um, as a result of my self-reflection. What's your problem? <laughs> that, you know the one with the list? Yeah. I'll put that one down. I don't call them rules. I call them... Okay. Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and review it. Scroll down to the bottom, bottom, bottom on Apple and on Spotify. You can click where the stars are and leave us a rating. Mm-hmm. What kind Five of stars only. Five stars only. Thank you. You're a bit late on that one. Sorry. And let us know over on X. You can probably write a bit more than you can yeah. in the little boxes that I'll put up. But yeah, chat to us anywhere you want. Join the conversation. And thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.